Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Lloyd Matheson. Welcome back. Final segment of Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you. I am Boyd Matheson, and we've talked about a wide range of things as we've moved through the program today. And I, I just want to crystallize a, a couple of the components of this. I want to go back uh, to uh, some of the things that uh, Justice Clarence Thomas said over the weekend uh, about trust, trust in the institutions, and, and why that is so significant and so important. And uh, obviously, with the leaking of this brief. Uh, it was so interesting to me that Justice Thomas, in describing this, said that if you had asked any of the members of the Supreme Court if it would have been possible for someone to leak a sentence or a line from a draft opinion, all nine of the justices would have said impossible because they all believe in the rule of law. They believe in the court. They believe in what they're doing that matters. And so that trust is just so vital to the work that they do every day on behalf of the American people. And now we have not just a line, not just a sentence of a draft opinion. We have the entire opinion. Uh, and that has been devastating, I think, to the members of the court uh, that someone would choose uh, to do that. Uh, we'll we'll talk uh, another day about the ruling itself when it actually comes out, uh, which, of course, it will have to come out within the next six weeks so before the end of the term at the end of June. And that will be something to debate and something to move through. There'll be some real crucial conversations that will come out of that for sure. Uh, and we need to make sure that in the meantime, we're not losing this idea of how important trust is in our society. Uh, Justice Thomas went went back and said, look, you cannot have a civil society. You cannot have a free society. You cannot have a stable legal system uh, if you do not have that kind of trust in the institution and within the institution if they don't have trust in each other to do their job. Uh, I pointed out earlier today that, look, there are a lot of things on the Supreme Court docket that need to be decided in the next six weeks. Affirmative action? Religious liberty, immigration, uh, there's a host of things that they're working through. And now they're working through those with no one having a lot of trust that they can actually have uh, an open conversation, an open dialogue about the issue of the day. And, and to me, this is the most important thing that we lose in that whole process is we actually lose when we lose trust. You, you lose the ability to persuade. 
you lose the ability to explore common ground. You you lose the ability uh, to to have someone see it from a different perspective and possibly even change their mind. So when you have a void in trust, again, it pers- it prohibits persuasion. It prohibits enlightenment from occurring. And our system, not just our judicial system, all of our systems in our constitutional republic demand trust. And they demand that we can have conversations uh, between justices or between members of Congress or the president's inner circle. They, they have to be able to have those conversations without fear. It's going to be on the front page of the news tomorrow. Because in the absence of that kind of trust, uh, you everyone's defensive. People aren't going to listen as closely. They won't be persuadable because they're going to be hunkered down. Uh, they're going to be less likely to share ideas and opinions and insight. And so I think all of that is uh, is so undermining uh, of the trust we have to have in our society. And I, I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. Uh, that we have stress tested our country in so many situations and we've passed with flying colors. We stress tested our commitment to freedom uh, in a constitutional republic in a civil war. Uh, we've tested it in economic collapse. We've tested it in race riots and assassinations of presidents. We've gone through world wars and pandemics. But the one thing we haven't done, we have not stress tested this country in the absence of trust. There has always been trust, uh, trust in the institutions and trust in each other. And absent that, I, I worry about what comes next. And so we, we have to be vigilant about that. We have to make sure that that part of the discussion doesn't get lost in all the other things uh, that are happening and that will happen uh, in the weeks and months ahead. Uh, now, I want to turn to some, some final thoughts on just something that I found really interesting uh, producer Kelly found uh, this today. Uh, really interesting uh, Twitter thread. A uh, little bit of a tweet storm on some things that we should be asking for our elected officials. Some some really interesting mantras for political thinking uh, was the way Tim Urban shared it, uh, and it starts with this: "Truth is hard." Our elected officials should know that. Getting to the truth is hard. Humility is hard. I think for a lot of elected officials, it's really, really hard. Uh, But humility uh, is the vital virtue in our country. Uh, If you ever want to read something really interesting, uh, Dr. David Bob actually wrote a uh, whole book uh, on humility, that it is the virtue that has made the country extraordinary. He started with George Washington having the humility uh, to recognize that he was not indispensable, he was not irreplaceable, uh, and he proved it with humility by saying, look, I'm, I'm going to turn my commission back just the way I promised. One of the few times in history that the commander of the conquering forces did not hold on to absolute power, but he gave it back. Why? Because of his humility, because he believed that it would make the nation better. 
if it continued to step forward and if others continued to step up and step in and that they didn't see him as a king or a god or anything else, but he had the humility to recognize he had a role to play. He was going to execute that role with excellence and then he would move on. So truth is hard. Humility is hard. Independent thinking is hard. Groupthink uh, is one of the biggest problems in our nation's capital. Uh, you get blue ribbon committees together. Uh, you get offices together. You get staff together. Uh, and suddenly groupthink takes hold. And the independent thought gets uh, its kind of like whack-a-mole. Uh, you have a, a member of Congress who has a, a bright idea, an innovative idea, an idea that might mess up the political pecking order or hierarchy within a political party. Uh, and they get whacked. Uh, and so independent thinking is really hard. So truth is hard. Humility is hard. Independent thinking is hard. Resisting tribalism is hard, especially in our day and age. It is so easy to get caught up in the focus of them and they and those people and the X party, the Y party, uh, everybody is in a tribe. And over and over, uh, you have to remember, these things are just hard. And if we don't recognize that, then we just kind of get swept along. Because I'll tell you what's easy. You want to know what's easy in our nation's capital? Going along with the flow. Going along to get along. Uh, appeasing party leadership. Uh, you want to do something hard? Stand against your own party. Speak truth to power. Try that one on for size. The easiest thing to do is to just go under the radar. And that way party leaders, whether those party leaders are Democrats or Republicans, if you're under the radar, if you're doing what you're supposed to do, if you're voting the way they want you to, life's pretty easy. You want hard? Call out your friends. Uh, easy to shout at your enemies. Bigger challenge is to tell your friends they're wrong. So what are we willing to do? Are we going to go easy? Are we going to do the easy path, the easy route? Uh, that's why many end up in Washington for many, many years. Because uh, it's easy. It's far easier to do that. And so just a reminder for you as you go out into your world today, just remember, truth is hard. Humility is hard. Independent thinking is hard. And resisting tribalism is very, very hard in our world today. But I will tell you this, hard is better and hard is worth it. So go do hard today. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio today. And as always, as you go out into the world, in addition to doing something hard, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that'll make a difference. Utah's choice for 100 years. We have found Elizabeth Smart. I accept your nomination. And what you can do for your country. We're the station for breaking news, traffic and weather together, and conversation about important stories. KSL FM Midvale. KSL Salt Lake City. Thank you for 100 years of trust from KSL News Radio. 
few years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com. Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.